0: I'm Katie, and you're listening to Knick-Knack Goes to the Movies, the one-stop shop podcast for all things movies, TV, and pop culture.
1: Turns out he's a major cinephile. They don't watch enough movies! It's a very simple formula! And here we go. It's been over 15 episodes since our last guest on knick Goes to the Movies, and after last week physically going to the movies, it was time to add a guest back into the fray. And not only is it our first guest in ages, she's also one who picked out this week's topic. Welcome to the show, Katie Archambault. Katie, how are you?
0: I'm doing great, and I'm really excited to dive into this scary train that I convinced you to go down.
1: Scary summer is on the way. So Katie, before we get into our, our topic episode, which we'll get into, as per usual with our guests, we like to have some fun icebreakers so our listeners can get a feel of what you watch and such. So first one, what was the last movie you remember seeing in an actual theater?
0: Well, I actually did go to see Kong versus Godzilla or whichever way it was just recently in like the last month when it was in theaters. So that is the last movie I saw in theaters.
1: I'm surprised you movie ticket paid for that that one. I mean to be fair, I I paid for a quiet place part two, which I didn't feel bad about, but I'm I'm yours
0: A Quiet Place Part 2 wasn't out yet and Kong and Godzilla was the best one that was in theaters Mm. at that time so me and my partner were like let's want to go to the movies like we want the movie experience back when we you know had never gone to a movie together so i was like let's just let's just go and do it and it was all right it was predictable for me and i hate predictable movies i knew there was going to be a type of godzilla made by that irritating science dude so like it's i don't like to predict movies Mm. because they're so cliche and so just predictable but that's why i like the conjuring movies Mm. because they're not in my opinion, as predictable as movies, just in general.
1: I respect that. And yeah, going to the movies is great. The hope is soon there'll be some more higher quality things to movie.
0: But there's also should be some really great things coming because think about all the time that people have had to sit inside and think of weird things and like write scripts for them. So I'm really hoping we have some quality movies coming out in the next few years
1: the future is bright we can say so beside the conjuring rewatch which we will get to what else have you been watching these days
0: i've been watching a lot of disney pixar so i've been watching like coco Mm. and moana i watched up i think all in the same day along with inside out just like one after another, I really don't think I stopped crying for more than 15 minutes just because I I love animated like Disney Pixar movies. I think they're just so adorable and they always have a message and like, yes, they're kid movies, but they're totally not kid movies. They have humor in them for adults. The animation style has gone up so much since like older Disney Pixar movies. I just appreciate them and I enjoy watching them.
1: That's an emotional ride some of those movies. Coco has a near and dear to my heart. You went in a different direction for the, after the assignment of trying to get away from horror where seemingly I have doubled down. I tried restarting True Blood which I never finished past season 1.
0: I love that show. Did you finish it? I don't want to. Go. I've
1: seen like season 1 once and I'm restarting season 1. So no, oh,
0: <laughs> not at all. I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil anything, but I got to like a point where it's like the season finale and something really drastic happens with Bill Compton and then I just never finished it. But it was I watched it as it aired, mm. like live on TV, and I'm i'm 23 so i was younger yeah that's a so risque show awesome out, and it's a very risque show but i love va- i've always loved vampires get me in with the the twilight probably watched it six times the day that it came out on dvd the vampire diaries originals just all of the i love vampire stuff so true well, blood was totally in there for me
1: the other one I've been watching is The Strain, which is like vampires but if it was a plague epidemic, which is like so good. I'm not I'm I still the
0: first few seasons and it was it's different but super cool, super intense and like I don't so great good. thinking came, went into that show especially
1: yeah. now because pandemics we're used to them so now it feels it's, it's even better to good. watch it
0: I watched uh it's not really vampires but it's vampire slayers I watched Van Helsing
1: um, oh the and, sci-fi show
0: yeah yeah and it was pretty good I didn't watch the new season yet but from where I got to I was like I watched it in a few days it was like it was binge worthy for me I, I liked the characters like it's, I will just say I don't know their names but they it was good
1: Van it's, Helsing it's, It's gotten a little weaker, unfortunately. I feel like most sci-fi shows kind of like they crash because they don't know how to finish a show. Unfortunately.
0: I'm a book person. I am notoriously would rather read the book than watch the show or movie just because books always do it better. And the movie in my head never fails.
1: This week's topic in hand, not exactly superheroes. No,
0: I'm sorry. Ed Warren, superhero,
1: so good. We will for sure talk about that that actor, Patrick Wilson. But to this topic at hand, I thought it was going to be a little too scary. Up to this point, for me, at least, seemingly the scariest thing I think I had seen was The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix, maybe. I mean, that's kind of on par with The Conjuring. But you convinced me to give this franchise a go. With some actors, I for sure knew their work. And with the latest film, The Conjuring made me do it. The Conjuring the Devil made me do it. Yeah, I had a chance to have another guest. Katie, you made me do this topic.
0: (laughs) The first thing you would say to me, you were like, no nuns, no dolls. And of course, there's nuns and dolls.
1: (laughs) I did not say no dolls. I said creepy nuns is not my cup of tea. Why did you choose this franchise for us, Katie?
0: They don't like, they're not predictable. I don't know where they're going. I can't always like see, oh, well- this is obviously going to be the end result here. Oh, like, yes, you pretty much are aware, like, they're going to get this demon gone somehow, but I never know how they're going to do it. I I really didn't. And so they scared me, and I wasn't able to predict what we were going to be getting throughout the movie, which is very good for a scary movie for me, because all scary movies are the same, and they just aren't... I liked that these were different. They always say they're based on true stories as well, which creeps me out because then it's the realistic portion of it and then you have to think okay well where did they put their extra little fluff which I'm sure was a decent amount obviously for cinematic justice there just to think that these types of things happen and they show you at the end if you watched the credits they show you like the voice recordings of their exorcisms and stuff I'm sorry just it gets me it gets me it just reminds me like Be a good person. Don't welcome the devil into your house.
1: See, I took the angle of saying I'm not going to go into the it's real thing. I did not listen to any of the credits today. And it was it worked out better. I just said it was a movie. It said, wow, what a movie they came up with. So for the most part, I love a good chronological watch through, you know, Marvel. I know you don't know that as well. Star Wars, maybe the Fast and Furious movies. It's tough to keep track of which one happens first, second, third. They're just car movies. Who knows? But from your meme schedule, I figured we were both watching this chronologically. Clearly, you went in a different direction with that assignment as well, which is fine.
0: I only made the recommendation. I had no idea that the nun or all of the animal, well, yes, the Annibal franchise, but like I didn't watch that. I don't do creepy doll movies. Mm. I don't. So I stayed away from them. But having had seen the con the first two conjurings, I knew like this is a good series like and I was totally fine with just doing the first they're like just the conjurings but now if we're gonna do the universe we're doing the eight movies even though one of them really doesn't fit in at all it was not good from what I had already seen going through chronologically it made me feel like yes this is something that makes sense to do but would I recommend it again Never. No. Never. No, I would never rec- No. Yeah, there's two ways to watch it. Chronologically in terms of when they were released? Yes. Chronologically in terms of the universe?
1: No. No, mm-hmm. let's
0: not do that again.
1: Since I did it that way, un- unfortunately, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about The Order, we'll We'll kick things off chronologically. So let's start with a movie that probably freaked us both out the most, I would say, The Nun. It messed with my face. First off, when you saw the, the leading lady in this movie, played by Vera uh, Farmiga's uh, sister, Taisha Farmiga, did you did something click in your mind? Did you recognize, like, oh, she looks kind of similar, or she has the same power?
0: I recognized that she... She was from American Horror Story. That's where I knew mm-hmm. her from. I didn't can make the connection between the two lady actresses. Are you saying that the nun from the, fr- like the good nun, mm-hmm. who wasn't a nun at the time, she was in training?
1: But the thought is, and it's not proven yet, there's this idea that the sister also had that same kind of power the question is, are they long-lost relative? You know, is is there a descendant line? And it, it's not been said. But yeah, I did notice because she was
0: seeing things. Like she really was some sort of empath, some sort of sightseer or clairvoyant that saw all these living people that were all dead the whole time, which I I didn't see that coming. I didn't.
1: As much as I may not be a huge fan of the nun, I did think that twist was pretty like pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. I will say. Coming with this movie first, I kind of look back on a lot of things and how every other movie, it feels like you kind of have the world around you. In this movie, it's kind of isolating, kind of, oh, you're you're stuck in this little nunnery. And there's kind of that claustrophobia, which is like, okay, it's kind of different compared to everything else. But it's also so far in the past, you're kind of like, okay, what's... I couldn't connect to it as much. The
0: nun was this Valakr character that we were seeing in the second conjuring and so this is its origin story and this is where it came to be so that I respected that portion of the movie having been like oh my gosh this is where this demonic entity was brought forward and then having thought that it was exercised and it was gone, but in reality it went into the gentleman Frenchie, who, yeah, right? Frenchie when um Lorraine and Ed Warren like that connection was just it totally brought together like why they did the exorcism on him and like how he got to be possessed by the demon, and that's the initial encounter that Lorraine has with this terrible, it was, it was such a good backstory for what already had existed, just the, uh, the creation of it. Uh, and yeah, that's something I appreciated then getting into like the first Conjuring movie, like coming into, oh, like that's Frenchie. Like we just saw him in The Nun and now we're seeing him in the beginning of the con it was, it was a cool connection for me. So I made that connection quickly, but didn't think of the connection between The Nun and Lorraine potentially being relatives.
1: For me, it was, okay, here's this Nun and these people that don't matter until four movies, five movies down the road, which was not great. It's like a weird origin story that barely mattered.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If I were watching it in the order that I prescribed we watch it, having not seen the other ones, I definitely would have been confused. And it's not as good if you don't know where this guy, which I didn't know where that guy was coming from. But once I saw it again, I was like, oh, wow. Like this makes a lot more sense in terms of the ending where you see that little thing on the back of his neck and it's the deep mark. That made more sense once I saw that first Conjuring movie again.
1: So I think standout moment for me, unrelated to a lot of it, because I think a lot of the scares outside of the non-existing, I I don't think some of the scares were all that stellar. I did think the bell thing when the...
0: That was mine too. Ideas and concepts that these movies have, they're so small and minor, I feel like, to some people. But for me, they stand out. Like this guy being transported into an undug grave and a spirit being able to do that and them prefacing it or foreshadowing it with the explanation of this is what would happen. They would ring the bell if they were accidentally buried alive. So then you have the nun who's like am i just hearing bells and is this you know a demon or a ghost messing with me or oh no the priest is actually buried alive and so that's also what i i wouldn't have gone to that graveyard no way no way no. i wouldn't be there in the first place but <laughs>
1: no I mean, I thought it was fo- like, you know, I did a little of history or like, oh, this is like, you did a little research like, oh, this is a hist- I had like pause and like, is this a real thing? And you look it up. Oh, I guess it is, you know, there's a historical element, which is I mean, this movie is trying to put you in a far off European land back in the day. And like, I get it like it's a it's a different version of things compared to every other type of movie that exists in this universe, which is cool yeah. to, to the the non. Her it's itself, whatever we want to her, they, it, however you want to classify this thing. Terrifying. I don't know if the nun did a lot to scare you, but like the look.
0: It's supposed to. It raises your heartbeat. It really gives you that, oh crap, I'm having a heart attack moment. The addition of the sharp spiked teeth, mm, the eyes, your face, the the pasty blueness of the skin. Terrifying. Even to like the, the cuticle beds, they were just mm. dark black, like they just have crusty blood in them from all the victims. Disgusting, terrifying. Went to a Catholic school for 10 years. Mm-mm. I, I can't do nuns.
1: If there's one like nightmare fuel moment from this entire franchise, it wasn't that the nun did anything, just just the existence. <laughs>
0: the embodiment of the nun thinking of the and sorry if this really did happen in our universe and our Mm -hmm. reality if ed and lorraine warren actually saw this entity did it take the shape of this nun when it was the defiler and the bringer of snakes or whatever lorraine had said when she figured out its name like why a nun why take on the form of something that is god representing did it have to do with because it was brought forth in that convent, and its original like form that it took was a nun to blend in with other nuns?
1: Yeah, that's I, that's
0: my only thought. But it's just why would it keep that form? It's so, like mm-mm, I'm all set. I'm all yeah, set.
1: I mean, I I think they try and once again, if we're gonna say the Conjuring one, two, three happened. The assumption is this none thing, you know, it it doesn't feel as documented because obviously.
0: If it was back in the day and there wasn't as much either communication or written record or this was just sort of like, let's say, even like a normal thing that people would just be isolated and out in the country and would just all die. Yeah, it's quite possible. Uh, This story definitely compared to others was more fictitious, was more. You know, we need beginning story for this entity that's in so many other of the movies. But I I don't know. Yeah. Could it have happened? Absolutely. Do I want to believe it happened? No, not at all. No. I not
1: mean, and, and most scary movies go in the vein of saying, OK, as long as you don't go to this camp, this certain part of Illinois, whatever the thing is, you're probably good. This one, don't go to a, a nunnery in Eastern European. That seems isolated hmm. by itself, I guess.
0: I don't know if it's from watching this movie. Just just let the guns do their thing.
1: To the to the big uh, fight, right? Because the thing is, there's not really a big fight until the end. But I don't think any of the movies other than this really had a fight kind of moment, right? Would you say? Maybe the La, La Lola no one.
0: The, the La Llorona one.
1: We'll get to it. Get that
0: one if you don't want we'll get to it. it. I think the third conjuring sure. is a different type of fight. Um, One that I honestly can't wait to,
1: to get, get into. into I
0: no, I don't. I don't really think they all had like interactions where Mm -hmm. a possessed person is sort of attacking you, but not really a fight like we saw here with like multiple people are engaged and there's just a really heavy moment of this demon might actually just win, which was totally a possibility in my head. Like, I don't know if these people are going to get out of here. They might just die. And this is the story that is the creation of this demon. I was completely ready
1: for that well but the other guy must have I guess you wouldn't have known the Frenchie thing until the end I guess
0: right I told I hadn't seen the Conjuring movies for a while at this point so I totally didn't make the connection until we see the Ed and Lorraine Warren exorcism of him in the preceding movies or the later on movies
1: as much as the nun thing terrifying, existing, I did like the the very end moment of, like, sucking up the holy blood and, like, spitting it out of her face.
0: That's a power move right there. Uh. And... I feel like that's a great honor for a religious person to, you know, okay, if you're not a religious person, you go to church and you, you know, you receive mm-hmm. the Eucharist, you drink the blood of Christ. So to mm-hmm. literally have the blood of Christ in your mouth, that's an experience for a Catholic. That's definitely a, a privilege. And then to be battling a demon on top of it. Oh, wow. That's just you're using the almighty in your battle.
1: I'd rather not be fighting a demon if I could swing it, I suppose.
0: I would also rather not be fighting a demon That's why i said you know just watch out who you're trying to contact
1: don't be reaching too far into the void however you yeah. perceive it that's fair so yeah. i will say with how much like spitting up into other things mouths this franchise devolves into it was weird seeing it from the other foot the other putting the shoe you on the other know foot
0: that it Started from the beginning but yes as in hindsight it was there was a lot
1: of has someone who's never really seen the exorcism movies and I don't know if I really feel a burn desire. I did start the show a little bit. And that also, I feel like vomit is a big thing in exorcism things. It must
0: just be how it happens. The demon's got to just vomit itself into your mouth because that's really how I interpreted it because you're ingesting it. So it is going into you. It can't Mm. like just hold on to your back like in the second Conjuring movie. Like that, you're only going to get so much from that. You got to, you got to enter. You, you got to get, you
1: got to get in there. in there.
0: You got to get in there to be, to stay in there. You got more power that way.
1: Gosh. Yeah. Starting with the nun, I don't recommend that.
0: No, I would agree with that. I did appreciate points of it. But overall, in terms of the storyline and the scare factors, like you said, I said, jump scares will get me every time. And that's a fact. But the only really scary thing in it was The Nun itself. So overall, you can pass. You could just read Rotten Tomatoes. Let's go with that one. Mm.
1: To the next one, Annabelle Creation. So if The Nun movie was my freakiest thing, I'm assuming we're saying dolls.
0: Dolls are not my thing. I have had... I had a single American girl growing up. I got the hippie one because I think she's cute. I like the long hair. Is she in a box? Heck yeah, she's in a box. Is she in the basement? Under other boxes? Mm. Heck yeah, she's under other boxes. I'm not having, mm -mm, no, not my cup of tea, just for the thought of possession. And it's not even from seeing the Annabelle movies. I neglected watching them, didn't want to watch them, hated watching them because- I loved Barbies growing up and now just thinking about how they could have been possessed and, and demonic, terrifying.
1: No, thank you. I have some Funko Pops, but I, you know, I have a baby Yoda, but I feel pretty good about those things. Dolls, the, the moral of the story, before we get too deep into this, is don't own like a hundred dolls, which clearly is a, a, theory, a, a trend in the Annabelle movies.
0: Not those antique looking collectibles that one, you're not really gonna let your kids play with because they probably cost a fortune. And two, they look creepy. They're creepy. Their eyes are glazed. Their hair is fake-looking, and they're always in like old-timey outfits. Mm-hmm. Like that's just inviting an old demon into its its little limbs. Oh, it's gross. You make Terror. a very good point. Oh, yeah, you can have maybe one that you're no. I wouldn't even do that. Mm-hmm. Then one that like your great grandmother had. No, nope, that's even cause, more because you don't know. More likely mm-hmm. to be possessed. <laughs>
1: So, while well, that didn't really bug me. I think the thing I was most excited for was uh, Miranda Otto being in this. She was the mom. She's from Lord of the Rings. Uh, that's Eowyn from Lord of the Rings. Sabrina. She's in Sabrina: The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Hmm. For me, that w- we talked about at least one of those on this podcast. So I was, I'm, I'm, I've accepted. I've watched many things with Miranda Otto. Apparently, love
0: it, but the mom wasn't in it enough. The mom no. was in it for all of what three
1: minutes going into it i was excited for that fact and we saw her in the beginning i was like oh great the 50s it's california there's some fun music going on and like i think it built the tension a little better than the nun which just start off with here's a scary thing existing you're kind of waiting for the thing to happen and when the girl got like run over by the car you're like
0: what
1: like that's the start Yeah. That- the tension didn't exist in the nun.
0: Now we see the dad is a doll maker. So he's the one that made the doll. So there's like, okay, I see that this dude made the doll. I didn't expect their kid to get hit by a car. I mean, as soon as I saw the other, as soon as the mom said, oh, look, a car's coming. I was like, oh yeah, little girl's getting hit immediately. Little girl's getting hit. She's not making it out of this.
1: So as someone who probably doesn't like jump scares, as you've said, this movie, I feel like did more of that and they weren't as predictable as Landon for jump scares. As someone who hates jump scares, did you feel that way?
0: Oh my gosh. I honestly, all of the doll movies blend together for me because it's just doll movies. Oh no, this one was like literally the creation. I'm thinking of like the Annabelle movie, Mm -hmm. the original Annabelle. That one had some crazy jump scares for me. This one, Honestly, I don't I'm trying to remember. Oh, like when the her friend is like in the bottom of the stairs and the Mm -hmm. dolls there and it gets pulled backwards. Like, oh that one got me because it's like, oh, now the doll's being sucked back to hell where it belongs. But no, it's just leaving somewhere in the house. But having the Yes, like the little girl in the room where she ends up being like the sheet and then the sheet is not a thing. Like even those things. They get me. It's so creepy. There's nothing under the sheet.
1: See, I personally, I thought that was so good when I saw that. And I was like, because like, I think it's the uh, I think it's like the first Halloween has a scene where there's a, guy, a ghost sheet and it has the guy's glasses and the girl thinks it's her boyfriend and surprise, it's Mike on it. Like, that seems so goofy. But this was this, but like scarier because they're like, oh, this thing and there's nothing. Oh I, oh, I liked it so much. I really
0: tried to push down my fear and watch them as a critic and pull out points of cinematic beauty mm. and all of these good qualities of the movie. And it just, it did it. It did it. Even the another jump scare that got me, and it was not even scary, when the stuff's hitting the fan now, Mm -hmm. and there's one of them that's stuck in the barn, and she's, like, up against the wall, and she's freaking out, and then all of a sudden, there's another girl that comes to the window to save her. That got me, because it was just the, why are you here, and how are you, why are you touching me, and are you going to murder me? Like I would be swinging at anything that came to touch me.
1: I also think there were times in this movie where I thought it was like, the scares, like it was, it it was funny. It was like dumb. And I think two moments took this movie from like, okay, I'm scared. It's pretty good to immediately being like, this is stupid thing. One, when the girl gets like projected out of the seat on the stairs, it was so goofy to start.
0: Yeah, that was,
1: it felt like, like vaudeville.
0: Yeah. yeah, It was just, One, how do you forget that easily that you need to be strapped in to move the chair? That's the first thing he said. Second, I don't care if I can't walk. I'm throwing myself down those stairs and not using that slow chair that anybody could catch up to. Just, it was not, yeah, it was not, no. So her then being projectiled and then like thrown. I thought she died. I thought this was going to be like a Ouija type story where she's thrown off the balcony. But no, it was just, she lived somehow.
1: Yeah, she was in the air for so long i was like what okay what is going on here Yeah. then the i think and i don't know if this is true for you too the dawn the scariness of not seeing things was better when you saw the thing i was like the thing looked bad the demon looked bad
0: there was not a single form of the demon that was consecutive so it made it less scary for me there's one where it's a person there's one where it has horns there's one where it's a giant thick like person there were two many, and then there's the doll in general that's at least four and i'm i know there were the wedding dress one like mm. there's too many versions of this demon for me to categorize it as one thing and then oh that's scary do you know what i mean
1: Yeah, I I didn't think... When we finally saw what the demon, I guess we're saying its true form was, which is, like, the thing with the ears, like, the creature. That was I think we saw it for the first time right before the stair scene. I I just... I thought it looked bad.
0: I'm more terrified of the doll than I was of any of the demonic form.
1: Yeah, I I guess I thought compared to, like... Starting with the nun, which was the scariest-looking thing, you'll see the entire franchise, this was not that. And I think the craziest part for me was... I think the logic jumps that I feel like I had to take sometimes of saying, oh, things are happening in this house, time to leave. The nunnery, maybe you can't leave. In this, you can go. With a
0: priest and a nun who dropped them off, and the nun's living in the house with them, it's like the first day when that little elevator shaft opened multiple times in front of that nun, we're gone, we're gone. Oh, you fixed it? Great. Now it's fixed, we're getting out of here. Still Thanks for the hospitality. Oh, you had a daughter that died? I'm all set. Like, we're just gonna go.
1: If you're these people, seemingly the doll was contained in this room, like, lock the door better, like, bolt that thing up. Get it blessed. They They did. Get rid of it.
0: They get it blessed, but still, the demon still had enough power to open open the girl's door open the door to, like, lead the girl to the house, have her find the key. Like, the demon did all that. She didn't just find those things. There's some entity power that led her to be curious about it, that, like, obviously she was lifted up. Like, all of these things, it wasn't well contained enough. Like, the Warrens contained it in a shelf, in a church thing that they got from the chapel, and it still really wasn't enough to contain this thing. It needed to be... Exercise immediately,
1: yeah. I, I I think there are moments of this movie that are good. I think there's a lot of moments that are like, okay. And mm. I think the crazy part how stupid do you think that priest at the end fell when, like, oh, it's just a doll now? Who wants it? Just,
0: <laughs> <you> <laughs> wants it. <laughs> oh, girls love dolls, don't they? No, no maybe not, not this. Mer- terrorized me,
1: maybe just like take it with you. The yeah. priest,
0: yeah. Oh, but we know what happens when the, the doll gets taken by priests. They I get ju-
1: mutilated. I just thought there were some parts of this movie that were just like, ugh.
0: I uh, feel the Annabelle uh, franchise had the most, like you have the original, you know what you're working with. I need the prequel and the sequel to be solid with like timing, with what's happening where and like casting even i i can't have plot holes that are that big in the movies especially when you are going to be watching them in the order in which they happen
1: when they made uh captain america which takes place during world war ii they made that after like three or four movies but like whenever marvel's made things be it forward or backward or who knows when they exist it all feels like for the most part it makes a chronological sense we're in here we're jumping through hoops to make it make sense sometimes with that with the doll franchise
0: the whole at the end the girl gets adopted and she's possessed it takes how many years for this demonic possession to lead to the killing of the parents then in the original Annabelle movie oh it's the Higgins daughter the whole time they have pictures when she was younger looking than when they adopted her in the original like those are things that you can avoid and should have avoided for the prequel purpose, like you can make the girl younger.
1: I think because it needed a lot of flashbacks to get us going, which is totally fine to figure it out. But thankfully, that kind of tied into the next movie, Annabelle. Like it, it got us there.
0: Yeah, and that that got to take it for face value sometimes. Take it for what it is, and just say they did their best. But sometimes I need mean, I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> I need perfection with these things.
1: So when when we did get to uh Annabelle, the main film, if there if there's an Annabelle trilogy, this was sort of the main one, depending on how everyone account the conjuring. So same thing. I, you know, I like to look at who's in the movies. I think I was excited for Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga like getting into it. And when you watch them in this way, you're like, Okay, they're not here. They're not here. They're not here. Like that was annoying to see Creepy Nun and two domains before that. So when I went through this list, I was like, Okay, um The lady from Luke Cage, Alfre Woodard, who is like the main like bad lady villain, I guess. Cool. You know, but it it felt like I was like working hard to get uh, these.
0: I hated the Annabelle movies. I will say it 15 times just because I don't do dolls. But again, I took it as a critic. And one of my favorite two things for Annabelle, I absolutely loved. The mom's in the room and the door to the baby's room opens and there's a little girl standing there. And she's like, how did you get in my house? The girl starts running at her. The door starts closing and the woman Mm. runs into the room. That is beautiful. That is so good. It was scary enough having anyone run at you, but to have it be a time warp like that. Absolutely fantastic. Ooh, that got me. It was so good.
1: Don't get dolls. Get no. Funko, get Funko no, no. Pops instead. Get Beanie Babies. Whatever you want. Don't get dolls.
0: Not even Beanie Babies. Anyone wants Beanie Babies, hit me up.
1: <laughs> I think that, that market, I think, is sadly... Pokemon cards is still the rage.
0: This is the part where my partner had been watching them with me a little bit, but this was the thing that threw him over the edge and made him be like, I am not watching any more of these movies with you, which was like, <laughs> oh, okay. When the baby disappears and the doll is in the crib and the mom starts beating the doll on the side of the bed and then the doll becomes her child Mm -hmm. like she was beating her child the whole time that as a future mom Mm -hmm. would be the worst I just killed my baby like she this doll manipulated her mind to the point where she made the doll look the baby look like a doll and then once it turned like I was really like she just killed her baby like this woman's going to jail and she's going to end up hurting herself because she just murdered her child but then the baby turned into a different doll and I was like okay we're good but for a minute there I was absolutely like how could they put this into a movie? Well, How could they they morally put this into a movie?
1: Well, uh as as another show that I, I, I just started called Thumb. Have you heard of Thumb on Amazon Prime?
0: No, but I have Amazon Prime.
1: Mm. I well, knowing knowing that, that scene did that to you, there's a worse version of that scene in Thumb. Think of like Lovecraft Country, but less um fantastical horror and more like hardcore ghosts. And, and there's a scene that tops the scene that you were just uh, horrified by and in, in surprising fashion, there was a scene that if that scene messed you up, this would, would be worse. I, I was definitely doing a little like movie talk, like talking at the movie in, in this more, like I don't really talk at movies. Like if I had seen the conjuring in theaters, I don't think I would have been talking at it, but in this movie, I was like, come on, Do like, get out of there, get out of there, come on.
0: Being a bystander and as someone who's watching, like that's exactly what the director wants you to do. They want you to like think, how stupid can this person be? Just leave. Or like, how can you let this happen? Like, just, just stop. Oh, like in Annabelle, the door, the elevator door that keeps opening at the basement. (laughs) that, That, they did it like four times too. I'm like, take the stairs. Just take the stairs, hold the button, just do what I, I don't know, but it was, that was a comical moment for me, but still, ter- like, if that's happening to me, I'm terrified. I've hit the button, I've closed the doors, and it's not moving. Why? What on the other side is like... Gotcha.
1: Or you're really tired. You've had a long day at work. You're so tired. You don't Uh, even know what you're pressing.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. It just, that was something where I was just mixed about the whole, this is comical, but that's also really terrifying.
1: If we want to talk about something that if there's one moment in this movie that stood out to me, and it's not anything scary, but I, I have to ask your opinion. There's a part in the beginning when they're in the house still where there's a snack involved. It's dipping pickles in mustard.
0: Uh, I'm the biggest fan of pickles. I love them. I get pickles at the Biggie every year. I can't wait for the Biggie to come back, by the way. Very mm-hmm. excited. Never in a million years would I put mustard on it it would need to be like a spicy brown or like a a, not even a no h no you just don't do that to make it acidic with acidic
1: i've thought about that for that was the the one thing that stuck in my mind more than anything else in this movie and i thought about it for a while i said okay well you put pickles and mustard on hot dogs sometimes if you get the the long ones.
0: I've never seen yep. a long pickle from a hot dog. I will believe you, but no. Nope, nope. I'm not even a relish person and I love pickles. Relish is weird.
1: I yeah, relish is a little weird. But but this yep. was more than that. This was dipping the pickles like full on like hummus pita style.
0: Possibility of let's say you're making a pickle from cucumbers you grew in your garden, which I do every year and you add maybe like mustard seed to mm-hmm. the brine, maybe that's something I would potentially do. But no, I wouldn't dip my pickles in mustard. I might need to try it just to try it, but I'm not really inclined to do so. Doesn't sound appetizing at all.
1: I probably will try it when I'm home this week, and I'll I'll, I'll report back.
0: We can like try it and then have a little follow-up. No,
1: but beside that, because I as much as I got incredibly distracted by that, I think the thing that I realized where the Annabelle movies kind of lost me a bit was I couldn't quite figure out like the powers that existed. Because at times it felt like, okay, you can, things are flying around and that's sort of the gist of Annabelle. But then sometimes there's like reality things like the elevator scene and you're like, okay, is this like Nightmare on Elm Street? Like I just couldn't grasp what was happening and it didn't feel like there were rules. Like I
0: said, there were just too many forms of this entity that it didn't it just didn't intrigue me really and it didn't help that it was a subject that i absolutely despise i hate dolls like put it in a stuffed animal for all i care not a doll
1: there were parts to this movie and i think this like thankfully none of these movies are like two hours thankfully they all were like an hour 30 like if they were because they felt like they didn't have a lot to go it just the idea of making your main character the creature feature doesn't really work. And with like the first three movies watching chronologically, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't. And like I was saying, I think my favorite part of the movie beside the pickle mustard question I had, which was a big question, was like as much as we didn't see Alfrey Woodard's character, that was kind of the friend who was trying to help the lady out when she had things flying all over her house. I, I kind of like the the end was kind of like a like a wild moment of like oh no she needs someone she's the mom and it kind of in a crazy way like it felt like it made sense in the end but it took a while and a lot of things flying all over the place to make sense
0: I thought it was a very meaningful addition to the movie the fact that we did learn about the backstory about how you know her daughter died and she wanted to die and um, I do forget the small price, but the daughter basically was like, don't like, it's not your time. It's not your time yet. She knew that it was her time when it came to this mother being able to save her child, which came full circle. You know, she wasn't able to save her child, but she's able to save the relationship between mother and child now, which was, Oh, I did. I did cry from not being scared. I was crying. Cause I was just, it was so it's heartwarming. It was emotional. Yeah, it was so it and was. i think
1: some of the best horror movies which is i think why we'll get more into some of the conjuring movies comparatively the the emotional angle like unless it's like a dumb horror movie that you're just getting through when when right. jason goes to space it's just a dumb movie like there's not a lot in it but yeah the good horror movies have some catharsis and feeling in it and it this was a bad-ish movie that had a little bit of catharsis and feeling at the end.
0: Right. I also the dynamic around mental health because the, the husband didn't really seem receptive to what the mother was going through. She was literally experiencing these to a normal person mental episodes. And he just wrote it off like she's going crazy. I'm going to leave her like she's just acting cra- like from all, like, it must be post-traumatic stress and just not taking it seriously, which even when it doesn't have to do with demonic possession and hauntings, mental health is important and you mm-hmm. definitely need to communicate with your partners and your care team because mental health is important.
1: I think part of that is also due to like the time period being in Absolutely. the 60s, like. Like it it's not good, obviously, but that I mean, and that's any like horror period piece as much as like when you like, you know, if you're watching Goosebumps and the kids like, oh, there's something in my bed. And the mom's like, oh, no, there's not. But there is. But like when you watch like the period piece ones, you, you, they're normally more aggressive in the horror genre. And like people are really like, oh, what's wrong with y'all? What are you doing? There's nothing there. Get out of here. You know, or whatever people said back in the day. I'm walking here, you know, all that good stuff. It's the Jersey and me. It's the, I guess, Massachusetts and you so, Katie, we've got through some of the the rough spinoff. E, we've got through the through the woods a little bit, through the thick of it, and now we're into yeah. the meat of the franchise. And not only the the meat, but the first one that kicked the whole thing off way back in 2013, where they were throwing like two or three of these movies out a minute in the 17s, 18s, and 19s.
0: Yeah, this was where it really all started, and to this day. I like spoiler alert the first conjuring is my number 1. I absolutely think it is great. I love the story progression, the character development, being able to have not only the somethings happening in this house but learning about the family itself. Just how they brought the family dynamics into the movie seeing how they came together seeing how they even the way that they like play together i just love i love family dynamics and i love that they made it such an integral part of the movie
1: 100 percent. and i think the big thing i was always waiting for was like i said vera Fermiga, patrick wilson vera Farmiga. maybe you saw her in the worst of the godzilla movies maybe you haven't obviously her big thing is bates motel uh, I think that was on A&E back in the day, and she's going to be on a Disney Plus show coming shortly.
0: But- I'll watch that one. Me and Disney Plus, we're best friends you, right now.
1: There you go. And it's funny, when you said, uh, I think you said Ed Warren's a superhero, right? That was what your, your quote was a little while ago?
0: He is. He is. He gets put in. And yes, Lorraine Warren also under that superhero category i just haven't been able to remember her name for the life of me but ed warren specifically he goes into these situations and he ends up having to do just the dirty work he ends up having to do these exorcisms when he technically shouldn't be they're not approved yet they're in the works and he sees the the worst of the worst and is able to overcome and to help these people get through literally the most dark parts of their lives
1: and it's funny you say that though because uh, he's been in a lot of scary movies like people say he's like the an unofficial scream king but he has two recent roles both in the actual superhero genre being in watchmen's 2009 movie and he was an aquaman so
0: aquaman is my favorite and i still haven't seen the movie so thank you and I will watch Aquaman next. For
1: for Patrick Wilson, I imagine. People. And,
0: oh, yeah, like I'm a big Jason, Jason Momoa. Momoa fan. Yeah. I love Jason Momoa. He reminds me of just my Game of Thrones love. Mm-hmm. And he's, just, oh, my God, just a beautiful man. Beautiful man.
1: He was, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. And I know people don't really like Aquaman because they're like, oh, he talks to dolphins. What else can he do? Oh. I love Aquaman. I don't even care that I don't like superheroes. And that's probably why I like Aquaman because he's like the underrated superhero.
1: To be fair, non-blonde Aquaman is is like, they made Aquaman cool because Aquaman was very uncool. He looks Aquaman cool.
0: Aquaman always cool to me. I
1: love him. Blonde, orange <laughs> spandex, like oldies Aquaman does not does not is not it
0: well that not brings busted. me to like Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy from Spongebob like he totally oh, like Mermaid Man is totally just old Aquaman like that's a thing yeah, that's but, gotta but be but a thing but it's
1: goofy so it works there where real yeah. Aquaman real Aquaman wasn't I don't think intended to be goofy they, No, they just they just did it wrong Jason Momoa yeah. makes it cool thankfully
0: Jason Momoa makes everything cool. He really does. He really does. Like that commercial that was in the Super Bowl where he like takes off his arms and then takes off his hair. I love that commercial too. I'm still just like, wow, that's great that he, they did that to him. And he let them do that though. Like that's funny. That's really funny that he just don't have the abs. He don't have the the buffness. He can't, but oh, funny commercial. Funny, funny, funny.
1: So I think... One thing I noticed, and, and you're a bit of a, a music person as well, there's mm-hmm. a lot of good music in the main Conjuring movies. like And not just saying like orchestral. Like, like the music feels like it adds. I feel like I added like a couple songs from the movies beca- like to my Spotify because of the movie.
0: Yeah, there definitely is. I think music has a lot to do with scary movies just in general. And you can take it multiple ways you have the oh there's the change in the music you know something scary is going to happen now you're bracing yourself or you have oh there's no music right now and i'm totally going on the orchestra part even though you're like no the other music orchestra parts uh there's no music at all and you're waiting for it and then the jump scare comes and there's the scary crescendo of just flutes and drums and sim just the scariest Noises you could ever imagine it just intensifies the scare yeah what what's your opinion i'm going to ask you a question what's your opinion of the music would you prefer like the silence or would you prefer the change in the ominous music begins
1: well i was actually going to talk about like the music that doesn't necessarily matter to the scares but builds on like the either scene setting or like emotional catharsis parts like i, I the one that's coming to mind recently because like i've listened to it a lot now since is from the second conjuring when they're leaving when they think they failed the i started a joke song i like that like it's like kind of sad somber like mm. you know they think it's mm-hmm. all made up and it kind of fits and then they have that like catch 22 aha moment like mm-hmm. the 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 music with words parts added to like the non scare emotional part but to answer your question the silence i think is okay i think the music is better to honestly play like with you like it fakes you out with sounds and then the real one happens in the side like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i will say though and and i don't want to go back to the nun too much because i don't like it but when you think of music and these movies, nothing is more absolutely frustrating than the big like in the nun. Yeah, I'm like, all, all set. Like
0: that come oh. on. And it that's also ruined it. It ruined it because it's like you're re, that's what you're going with. That's what you decided is gonna be your scare music. Like that's so incompatible. Like I don't mm-m. do don't need that. I, that, I don't need that. That
1: bugged me, and I honestly like that was the one thing that made it comedic was this stupid "ahh" sound. I
0: would rather have like the chorus, like the church chorus, mm. but scary, shrill sounding. And I don't really want to imitate it, but like I'm no, gonna no, try. That's probably- like- Oh good, I'm not gonna then good.
1: (laughs) I I get the I think I get the gist.
0: Just that terrifying, like high pitched young boy that hasn't hit puberty sound.
1: Ooh, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: oh yeah Yeah, see you can do it.
1: I don't want to blow out the microphone with it. I still have a little (laughs) falsetto in my voice, even though I'm aging out of it real quick. Um, so like you said, the family dynamic is so much better than anything i had seen up to this point and i was annoyed mm-hmm. that there was like these little teases you'd hear a voiceover of patrick wilson or you'd see a photo of vera farmiga and like you wouldn't have it and when we finally got to them doing the thing and i actually kind of liked it because i really close thing to this i'd seen was some american horror stories like murder mm-hmm. house and the the demon part of season two which also had a nun
0: Yeah, but that nun was, uh, what's her, is that Kathy Bates?
1: No, 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 the possessed one was like the one who was pure of heart.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my, just still. They always have to go for the good ones, don't they?
1: They can't go for the bad one because they're already corrupt, so it doesn't.
0: Yeah, but then wouldn't, you would think that if you go for one of the corrupt ones and you possess them, they're already like, evil.
1: That's not their job. Like, they, the job done. Let's, let's on to the next one. True. It's like when if you send do- emails. If your email's done, you don't need to resend another email. You just find a new email. But it was very much like some of those movies. You know, I like, I really like, I thought The Haunting of Hill House was pretty scary, but the emotional side of it was, like, so good.
0: Yes, I completely agree with that. And that's the one that I, I think of. That's the comparison I make between the first Conjuring and, honestly, the second Conjuring with a different show or different universes the haunting of hill house because it was just such a family oriented in the way that family dynamics matter and it just believing each other or understanding or being open to what's this possibility it was it was intense it was intense
1: and I think. I almost think it was done better with the people investigating it not being like in the family, like having this other family who's obviously big and important in the show and the world having to deal with the thing, like not members of the family. I think that helped. It mm-hmm. kind of felt like ghosts, like hardcore Ghostbusters.
0: One of my favorite moments or not one of my favorite characters because like I really do enjoy the casting of the first Conjuring but the cop the cop that was uh skeptical of Mm -hmm. anything otherworldly and then he experiences a ghost, which was what a maid, I believe. Look what she did to, look what she made me do when he's like looking into the room with the laundry and then he gets attacked and then he's like, finally a believer because something happened to him, but he's, and then him and the cameraman are like joking. He's like, oh, did the wind, did the wind do that to you? I thought that was, they added comedy into it as well, but in small doses that still made it like a scary movie overall.
1: It's tough not to believe when you're losing a piece of like a chunk of your face isn't there anymore. Yeah.
0: They, she totally took a chunk out of his cheek. That is so painful to think about. But then the first thing I thought of was like, oh, I could just ch- Jolly Ranchers in my mouth without opening my mouth. So I,
1: yeah, I totally. That could just be the Jolly Rancher tube, A sterilized tube specifically for, <laughs> for Jolly Ranchers. That's good. That's very, that's very creative of you. But yeah. in short, I think it's a really good movie. I do think like if they ever made a Scream movie that was like about haunted houses and not like real people... I'd be so curious the whole thing of like the rules when it's like when, you know, when there's a, like a seemingly alive animal, then they're just dead. It's like, okay, time to go. When like picture mm-hmm. frames are moving, it's like, okay, time. And I get yeah. like, they, they always, it's always a money thing, right? Oh, all of our money's in this house. I mean, I, I'm gone. I don't
0: care. I'm, I'm yeah. I will sleep under a bridge before I am sleeping I'd in a haunted house. i not
1: be a ghost spirit demon. I, I'd rather be Audi.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. One of the things that, again, just for my cinematic moments in these movies, were the transition of Lorraine Warren's helping with the kids and the mom's taking her nap and the towel blows and there's the figure again. And then it blows up to the window. And now that entity is not on the lawn, it's in the house. Those things just are awe moments for me because they the directing is great, the transition is great, and it makes sense. Like we're not just gonna see something in the window, we're gonna see something outside first, and then the wind's gonna blow and pull it into the house. That's cool, that's different. That's not something I see in movies. You're the movie guy. So Yeah,
1: I i think the thing I really like when I think of it in that sense is there is a part kind of when they're starting the exorcism in the basement where the camera's like flipping on its head so you're like seeing the walking kind of holistic on the ceiling and and then it flips around like it kind of puts these there's these certain type of angles they call. Like there's a few, like if you look at mm-hmm. a, like a person, this a Kubrick angle from like a clockwork <laughs> orange, like they're just and you put the what's slightly tilted so you show something's off. They had all these like weird yeah. angles to kind of make you feel unnerved because it's not just a straight-on camera. And like I got the- some
0: very as above, so below vibes from mm-hmm. the camera angles. I I, I did I do like that movie as well. If you've never seen that one. That could be next.
1: I, you know, I that feels a little too I, I don't know what my limit is yet, but the nun was pretty gosh darn close to my limit.
0: There's no nuns. I don't think there's nuns. It's not like I I'm think scared it's of just, nuns. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just a very that one's totally too realistic because it's like we're gonna like it's like them filming what's happening like with gopros and stuff mm. so it feels really real classic influencers
1: uh, since i am oh, one, of course, yeah. now that i'm a tiktok influencer oh, yeah. just so you know
0: yeah i wish i had all of my like stuff i don't do socials i'm a very uh not influencer but i'm not really influenced either i think they're weird That's like smart. i'm not gonna buy something because you wear it no, nah, so, yeah, we won't get on that topic. No, I could fair. say a lot about that topic. No, that's
1: that's we'll save it for another one. That's good. Though. <laughs> that's good. When when they make uh, there's a Netflix show coming out with a bunch of TikTok celebrities. That's literally, I think, just them being. And there's another one coming out on Hulu. So we, if we ever want to delve into reality TV, I'm sure you could have a, a field day with that.
0: I would have a field day with that as someone who's maybe seen a single Kardashian episode and only because someone else wanted to watch it. I no desperate housewives, no real house. Oh, desperate housewives is not what I meant. No real housewives. No, no, not, none of that. It's Jersey not shore. reality. Nope. I watched Jersey shore for maybe a few episodes just cause it was funny, mm-hmm. but that's not reality to me. Like reality TV shows are like survivor that's re that's really real out there when you are put in the jungle and you have to deal with the dynamics of having a a team and then not having a team and being like like, that's cool that's like but it's still not reality it's scripted like everything oh it's all scripted
1: i'll stick with my gordon ramsay cooking reality tv shows that works that's my thing
0: after finishing the third conjuring movie last night the only movie that i watched at night. Mm. I had to put the great British baking show on for like hours and I worked until like midnight because I was like, mm, I'm not sleeping. I can't, I don't know. I needed to finish the movies and I'm glad I did. I can't wait to get to the third one. We're not there yet though. We're mm. not there.
1: No, we're not. But to, uh, to, 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 come back to where we're at, lovely movie, clearly wish I had started with the conjuring to begin
0: Yes. Um, so I will apologize for that. I'm sorry. Next time I will make sure that if we're doing a series, we're watching them in the order they came out.
1: Well, but I think this is also, I guess we'll have this little moment before we get to the, the second half of these. I think for the most part, watching things in chronological order, for me... Works. Mm -hmm. This was the only time I've ever had it where I was like annoyed watching it chronologically because I had to sift through some whatever movies to get to like the first good one where you probably said, Oh here's some good movies to start, and then here's some garbage after the fact.
0: Well, Throwing yes. Throwing Nuns
1: and, and Annabelles at the end. Yeah,
0: yeah. I would... I would, Yeah, because then I wouldn't... Appre- I just wouldn't... I probably wouldn't watch them. Like, if I have to watch it because we're watching it in order, that's when you're going to get me to watch The Nun or Annabelle, Cre- uh, Annabelle Creation. Like, if you those are going after The Third Conjuring, even, I'm not... I don't want to watch them because they're just not... not up to par. Yeah, they're too creepy, not what I want to watch and we were going to watch The Conjurings, so these are no longer The Conjurings. Mm -hmm. They don't need to be
1: seen. Hey listeners, we had an awesome conversation, Katie and I, all about The Conjuring series. So awesome in fact that we could not fit an almost two and a half hour conversation into one episode. So part one covered the first four Conjuring movies. Come back next week for the last four as well as Our fun rankings list of this new and exciting eight-film horror franchise. You don't want to miss it. See you next week.
0: In true UMass Sports Network fashion, I'll say, back to you in the booth, Nick.
1: Are you not entertained? I think this is going to be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. I don't like goodbyes. Let's just call this see you later, alligator.